I don't think you can launch a book now without having a podcast strategy. You can't launch a book without being thoughtful about how you're going to use podcasts. we go. We are live. Hey, welcome. Hello, everybody out there on the internet. Christian Podcasters Association in the Facebook group on uh, my personal page, on our page, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you are, whatever, wherever you are in the universe. I just want to say this. I'm Eric Nevins. This is our special uh, International Podcast Day live stream, and I'm excited to welcome you guys to it. So we are going to celebrate and enjoy uh, all the talk about some of the things that podcasting can do for you and some of the ways that podcasting really um, can open up the world in in just some amazing ways. So I've been really impressed by that. We've got some special guests coming up here in just a minute. If you're watching, here's what I want to have you do. Uh, comment and let me know where you are. And if you're a podcaster, tell me about your podcast. Give me your podcast. Now, here's the thing. We have, uh, if you, when you comment, I can actually put those, your comment on screen. So we will highlight you. So if you have your, your podcast, you want to tell us about that, I will put it on screen and broadcast it to everybody that we're broadcasting it with. Maybe we'll get you a little exposure. Hopefully we can do that. Um, while we are doing that, here is my buddy, Scott Carson. Hey, Scott, what's up, brother? Good to see you. I'm so grateful. Uh, Scott, I'll just tell a story about Scott. Scott is the one who inspired me to start doing live streams several years ago. I don't know, five years ago now, maybe Scott, right? Uh, he did a very long live stream on International Podcast Day, like 2018, 2019, something like that. And I got to be part of that. I copied him. We did that for several years. And this year we're, we're having a conversation uh, to celebrate, that might be a little, little different. So good to see you, Scott. Hello, everybody. Okay, now here's the thing. If you're seeing this live stream, within the live stream, there is a link that says you that you can click to authorize Facebook or the platform you're watching on to use your picture so we can see who you are, uh, just like Scott did here. So Scott uses Ecamm, and he's authorized it in the past. He's also in Austin, Texas. So as we're going, once again, friends, tell me where you are. I am coming to you from uh, Littleton, Colorado. So uh, this is, it's sunny. It's, I'm wearing my, uh, my little sweater because it's a little fallish here, which is delightful. I love that. Uh, finally starting to get into weather where it's worth uh, wearing, wearing jeans and a sweatshirt, which is pretty great. All right. We are going to get going here. Let me just double check a couple of things while we are live. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation today. All right. Well, let's bring in. Oh, what, what did I just do? Let's go back. What did I do? Oh, no, that's terrible. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, there we go. There we go. I'm learning the software also. That's not good. All right. Let's dive into our conversation today. I think this is going to be really great. Actually, friends, what I decided to do today for International Podcast Day this year is to take one little aspect of podcasting that I think is underrated and perhaps underknown uh, for many of us as we as we go. And it's this, the ability to connect with people that are uh, interesting to you, right? So that you want to talk to, that you want, that you admire and respect. And uh, one of the best ways to do that is to work with 
publicists, right? When they, when somebody that you admire writes a book, you can get them on your podcast because they want to help promote your uh, their book and you can help do that. I love that aspect of podcasting. It's allowed me to meet some of the people who are, um, who honestly have changed the course of my life. Maybe I'll tell that story as we go uh, here. So uh, what I wanted to do is I invited a couple of very special guests to come and hang out with us and to tell us a little bit about what that is like, what their work is like, how they work with podcasters, and then maybe how you can work with them as well. So we have two very special guests. I'm first going to introduce uh, our first guest. She is at IVP. She's been there for 25 years. She oversees the planning and outreach of the publicity team. She's worked in a whole bunch of roles there in publicity throughout her time at University Press. And now she focuses her efforts on leading the publicity team, working with authors, broadcasters, and podcasters like you to set up interviews. Our first guest is Krista Clayton. Krista, welcome to the, the Christian Podcaster. You have been one of uh, my longest running contacts. In fact, I'm pretty sure the first book that I ever got from uh, any publisher was sent from you. Uh, that was uh, actually with Mike Sayers book, I think, uh, out of, which he's, he's become a friend and we've had dinner with him. Uh, he's also here in Denver, but then also Oz Guinness. And I'll tell that story maybe in, in a little bit as we're going, but good to see you, Krista. I'm glad to, to have you here. Thank you. You're always one of the, uh, one of the people that I consider a great contact. I appreciate that. Uh, so we'll bring you right back. So our second guest is, is she is a media pro and she's worked in publishing for over 15 years. She's the vice president of public relations at icon media group and has previously held leadership roles at like Baker and Zondervan. And she's helped launch more than 15 New York times bestsellers, including some people that whose names, you know, like Sean and Equest and, in Voskamp and some people like that. Our next guest is Robin Barnett. Robin, welcome to the Christian Podcaster. I'm so grateful to have you here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, great to be here. I get lots of great guests from you also, and I love always hear, hearing from you when whenever I do, so that's great. All right, we're going to have a conversation, so the three of us, thank you. I'm really grateful for both of you being here about publicity. So here's what I'd love to do, um, and I will go, I will, I will try to direct my questions at one or of you so that we know who's who's talking. Uh, but I want to know what is your role and your daily work look like? Uh, can you describe that for us? Because most of us don't have any idea what a publicist does. So Krista, why don't you describe what you do every day? Well, I'm excited to know what Robin does. <laughs> <laughs> so we can compare notes. Um, Cause it is probably a little different because I'm yeah, working at right. the house. So Yes, I'm scheduling interviews, lots and lots of emails. Um, but on top of that, there's like the corporate, you know, um, communications and the mm -hmm. PR and things like that. Um, writing press kits, um, uh, meeting with my team. We do that. We strategize our books. Um, we have a team that covers different types of books. So we have somebody doing mm -hmm. academics, someone doing kids, just different things like that. So it varies. And I, I mean, I work from home, so there's a lot going on. I'm doing laundry. I'm planning a meal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I'm answering emails and I'm confirming interviews and just connecting with people mostly. And yeah, throughout yeah. the day, it's about the relationships at work and then the relationships of the media and the relationships of the authors. So, and that's what I like to do. Very so. interesting. All right. You mentioned something that I want to highlight for our friends that is that your work is pretty different. That's because you work at a publisher, right? And mm -hmm. Robin, you work at a publicity group, 
right? A media, a media group. So is, is that's how I understand it. So you tell me if I'm wrong, but that, so describe what you do and then let's, let's compare and contrast just a little bit. Yeah. So the core of my day to day is really working with authors where it's typically the publisher that has hired us and we are going out and pitching and scheduling and securing media for specific book launches. It's not most like Icon, we do authors, we do other things, but I mostly focus on authors. Um, so one thing when I was in-house, you have a ton of meetings, you are doing everything from titling, acquisitions, like marketing, sales calls um, with the teams, not like actually mm-hmm, sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really get to focus on just being really good at booking media, which is something that is very different than being in-house where it's just one aspect of your job. Yeah. So when you say media, you mean, so obviously I'm podcaster centric, but you don't mean just podcasters. You mean like all media. Yeah. Anything, anything from national morning shows, radio, print, um, not a ton of magazines because we typically come in on a shorter lead and magazines are booking so much further out and mm-hmm. there aren't as many that are actually still around, True. Um, but any, a lot of online, all of that. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty, that's interesting. Okay, so it gives us a, an idea of what uh, a publicist does every day. You're, so it sounds like a lot of connecting, a lot of uh, you know emails and talking to people, building relationships. Tell me about the importance of relationships to you, and kind of how what you've done to uh, maybe maintain, nurture those, and and what those are kind of kind of like for just for you kind of professional. I'm really interested in that. Krista, you want to start? Yeah. Um, interestingly, when people ask me why I like my job, I say that it's the relationships. Like it's mm. everything. I mean, I met you, you know, mm. I don't know how many years ago now. Um, and I think back, I'm, I mean, you said I've been here a long time. I've been doing this a long time <laughs> and I'm still in touch with people. I started with 25 years ago and like, yeah, just continuing to stay in touch with people and learning about their lives, learning about obviously what they're working on um, and just just continually staying in touch with podcasters. And I mean, radio, like she said, a whole bunch of different kinds of media. So relationships really is, and I say this to my team all the time, it's the key to our work. It's, um, and, it's in, and I don't even like to call that work because it's kind of the key to life. <laughs> you know, the yeah. relationship you're building with people and, um, and it gives it purpose. Um, obviously we like it so that we can, you know, be trusted, um, that people will come to us, that they know us. Um, but yeah, I like to think of it beyond just, you know, setting up the interviews. I think it's important Mm -hmm. to build that trust with people. Um, and again, it really makes for purpose in our daily work. So yeah, when you, when you, it's it's a big question when you ask relationships for me, especially it's like everything. I agree. I think it's so powerful. So some of my values, relational is one of them, uh, informative. So when we do this conversation, I want it to be informative. I want podcasters to get something out of it and I want it to be fun, right? Like those, those are, those are kind of my, so relationships are one of my values. Um, okay. Robin for you, like, how does that, how does, how do you think of relationships and maintain those in, in your job? Yeah. In terms of being a publicist, if you don't have solid media relations, like relationships, you're not going to be good at your job. Like people aren't going to come back and do repeat bookings. Um, You're not going to get people to open your emails if you're um, either bad at communicating, if you're a jerk, if you have authors not showing up for stuff all the time. Um, Like we really view the media person, the podcaster as our first uh, customer. 
as much as publishers are hiring us and paying our bills, um, if we're not serving media well, if we're not bringing them quality guests that fit them, if we're pitching things that are like way not a fit, like they're not going to continue to work with us. So we really try to value media time, their attention, um, and make their jobs easier through what we're doing. Absolutely. Okay. You touched on a few things that I want to talk about as we go here. Um, like who, how you decide who to pitch and how you decide if it's a great fit, those kinds of things. But before we get into that, um, I would like to ask, how has publishing changed since you've been in the industry? Because I know that it has wildly changed in the last, let's say, even 10 years, right? But, but if we even go back 20 or 25 years, it's changed completely. Uh, and the media landscape has changed as well. So Robin, how do you see that it's changed uh, in the last, uh, whatever you decide, however long you've, you've been here, you give me a, give me a yeah. time span. Um, I mean, I've been in publishing for 15 years and in that time, I mean, it's been a huge, just like leveling ground. Like anyone can be a media outlet. Anyone can have a podcast Um, Like there aren't the gatekeepers like there used to be. When I first started, if you could get on the Today Show, it was like a guaranteed bestseller. And I think when I started, it was like the tail end of those days. Now you can go on the Today Show and you can sell no books. So people are really, there's so many things fighting for people's attention. And that it's really great because we have so many more ways to get messaging out. And you can find really specific audiences that want to know exactly about this book and this author. Um, but it's also like screaming into a void. Like there's just so much out there. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. I can't imagine that someplace like the today show and getting, getting on there. That that would be a big deal. If I was on the today show, it'd be a big, it'd be one of the biggest events of my whole year. Right. But then to have, to have no, like to have seen nothing come out of that would be really like the today show is still important. Like it's still, it sells books, just not as much as it used to. And it's not like a guaranteed, like, yes, this is move a ton of units it's if you have a bad interview it might not do anything oh, if you were talking about the wrong thing it might not do anything does that speak to um viewer uh i want to use the word discriminate like viewers are more discriminating right they're they're a little more they they kind of are different they're looking for different things right i think mm-hmm. maybe is, is the case i think a lot of a lot of people because of the algorithms uh if we could just use those as a one big term um we get more of what we like, right? We get more of that. And so you got to be much, much more specific and niche maybe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's fascinating. Okay. I like that. All right. Uh, Krista, what, so how has publishing changed since you've been in the industry? <laughs> I'm going to date myself here. If I go too far <laughs> into the question. Um, well, I, I hate to, I mean, this plays into what she was just talking about. And I hate to always use this, but social media is the obvious answer. You know, even the Today Show or like the way we watch things now, people don't turn necessarily turn their TV on in the morning and watch the Today Show. Or they're going to go and look at the Today Show and say, which segment do I want to watch? So they're not watching Mm -hmm. the whole thing. So not as many people are watching. So social media, I think, is a a very big thing. Um, As far as publishing and stuff goes, I mean, a lot's changed over the years, the the um, the way we sort of position authors is different. Um, platform is that word that's mm-hmm. come up. That's like very, very new. I mean, at least in, in our years, it's very new. Um, and of course, podcasts. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. when I started, 
first of all, I called people on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I would never, no, I would not. I would do that still, but we Did called you people. Cold call them? Did you have to like cold call people and be like, Hey, can you? Yes. And that oh. is like a phobia. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we called people and, you know, emailed and, but it was only radio and TV. I was yeah. the broadcast publicist. And then I don't know the last, how many years has it been since this all started, but podcasts and webinars have started mm-hmm. this. We're yeah. doing this, you know, right. and then COVID, COVID just shot it, you know, to the moon. So, yep. so it's, it's even more so now it's just the way we communicate. And, and yeah, like she said, we can, Robin said, we can, everybody has a podcast, Yeah, you know, I just, I mean, not to scare you, Eric, but I just learned, and maybe you know this already, that there's 5 million podcasts, like, you know, they're not all active, but that's right. that's unbelievable. <laughs> Those numbers are unbelievable. So yeah, it's like, but there's five million, but there's something like six hundred or seven hundred thousand that only have one episode, and that's a lot mm-hmm. of people who started during COVID. They were like, I'm gonna get out my phone and talk to somebody, and then they decided they didn't have anything else to say or whatever. They just faded. Or there's probably a lot of reasons, right? Um, so, but the number of actually active podcasts is something like four or five hundred thousand. It's not as many as you think. It's which is yeah. one reason why I like to talk about podcasting as a really powerful medium because there's 20 million YouTube channels, right? Or however many that there's there's a lot of places. YouTube will help you out a little more than some of the other apps, right? For podcasting, but um it's harder to get discovered in a bigger sea, right? So there's there's much smaller. But anyway, okay, you hit them on my buttons. That's one of my so podcasting. <laughs> For, friends, I want you to hear a few things. Make sure I just want to want to double click on some of these things. Uh, like podcasting is, it is new, but it is a really big deal, right? It is, it is something, uh, where anybody can have a platform. So if you haven't started yet and you want to start and you think, Oh, I'm too late. No, no, there's still plenty of room. There's lots and lots of, uh, time there and you can, uh, start something even that's really niche and, and actually serve a whole lot of people. It's really kind of incredible. I want to remind you friends. Put your uh, put where you are. Put your podcast in the comments if if you're listening to this. And if you have a question, you can put your question here because we're going to take some of those questions when we finish up here, and we're going to answer the, your questions. So I would love to hear if you have any questions for Krista or Robin or me. We will answer those together, and I'd be really interested to hear uh, what kind of questions you have about publicity and your podcast and how you can work uh, with publicists. Okay. So we did mention that podcasting has grown and that that's kind of become maybe a bigger part of what you guys do. So particularly, I would say in the last three to five years, I've been podcasting about seven years, but even when I first started, that was kind of a big deal. Uh, okay. I want to tell you one story. I mentioned that I would tease that I would tell the story about how, why I'm kind of excited about this whole thing and how we can get access uh, to this. And then I'll, I'll ask my question. Um, so Chris, actually, this is, this is from you. So you, I'm pretty sure you sent me, Maybe, I don't know if it was you or maybe it was, but it was IVP. Oz Guinness, right? Wrote a book when I was blogging about politics, which I had no business blogging about politics. Is, let's <laughs> be honest about that. But I was, I was doing that and he wrote a book called a free people suicide mm-hmm. and you guys sent it to me and I read it and I wrote it and I wrote the review. Cause I was, that was my agreement, right? Is to read it and write a review. This is when blogs were cool. And it literally changed my life, right? That book. And so years later, when I had a podcast, something that I learned in that book or that was part of my thought process because of that book uh, was that 
character is shaped by story, right? So when I started a podcast, I started my, my podcast uh, as people telling me stories. So it was directly influenced by the insight that I had reading that book. Years later, Oz wrote another book and it came out and you were able to connect me with him, right? And he's been on my show a couple of times uh, for a couple different projects, but it was amazing to me that I was able to listen and to talk to him, right? To, to somebody whose work literally had changed my life, right? That was, uh, so those are the kind of things that I, that I think, uh, for me anyway, is kind of amazing to be able to talk to people that are having those kinds of influences. So how, let me ask you about this. And maybe you guys have kind of, we've kind of started to touch on this. I know for me, speaking to those authors is a really big deal for a lot of us as, as podcasters. It is. How do you guys think about podcasting as part of the overall publicity strategy for authors? How do you do that? Robin, you uh, have you start. Okay. Um, first, can you hear my French bulldog snoring? A little bit. That's awesome. <laughs> I just want to like, clarify that's what that is. <laughs> Sorry. I was guessing what kind of animal it might be. And that was my first. <laughs> She's on the couch next to me, just like living her best life. That's awesome. That's great. Um, but okay. So podcast and a publicity campaign. I don't think you can launch a book now without having a podcast strategy. Um, whether it's a new author where you're really trying to get them out there with anyone and everyone talking about this to raise name recognition and just awareness, um, whether it's a really established author and you're going to be really targeted and going after a few like really top ones, some niche ones. Um, but I think the you can't launch a book without being thoughtful about how you're going to use podcasts and then also what you're going to say on them. Um, cause mm. podcast is a long form interview. So how are you going to talk to someone for 45, 60 minutes and still make the listener want to read a book about it afterwards? Um, those are all things that we're thinking about as we're booking and like looking at our media goals. Yeah. I love that too. Cause it's super, that's super smart. Not only we have to have a podcast strategy, but we've got to know what we're going to say on them. Right. That is so good. And I love, do you coach your authors? to not say things like in the book? No, yes. I coach them to say that. <laughs> you coach them to say in the book? Yes. Okay. I say, I want you to like give a little bit about a what little. you, a little bit, and then just say like one thing I learned while I was writing my book. Um, because I have had people do interviews and I don't think podcasts because it's so long, but I've had people do interviews and at the end of it, it's like there was no book mention. There yeah. was no, why was I here? What was I promoting? Right. Um, so okay. The, yeah. Well, I will, so I will say as a, so as a podcast teacher, uh, I would say if you're the host and you haven't mentioned their book, you've done it wrong. Right. So, uh, I always try to mention the book at the beginning as part of their bio, right. Part of their, part of their introduction. Um, if there's something, if I've been able to read it or I've read, found something that there was a story that I really wanted to, to do, I will try to mention it there. So we try to get a couple, a couple mentions. And then we'll, toward the end, we'll talk about the book, uh, kind of in, in more detail, but, uh, I try, I try to steer away from like in the book, in the book, in the book, in the book. Right. Cause that's, that's not going to be a good conversation either. I mean, it can't be every answer, but I think yes. there are organic ways to be like, by the way, I wrote a book, you should read it. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And you should, you should be mentioning your book. Very interesting. Okay. That's good. Krista. Um, so the question was, uh, let's see. What's how do you think about podcasting as part of the overall strategy? Mm -hmm. She answered. I mean, Robin answered a pretty good chunk of that question, but yeah. I can 
for InterVarsity because it's maybe a little different. Yeah. InterVarsity Press publishes very um, niche topics and podcasts really cater to that. We can go and, you know, look for a podcast that is targeting Christian counselors on a certain topic or theology or even the Enneagram. That's one of our big topics. I mean, you can, there are podcasts that, you know, are very specific on what they're talking about. And that re- works really well for a number of our books because, you know, it's justice and different topics and um, things like that. So that plays into us specifically at IVP. Um, I mean, everything she said is right too. Yes, we need this to get the word out and to get yeah, them yeah. talking. About the book. But it really helps if um, they're speaking to the target audience. You know, if it's, if it's counselors, it's pastors, it's, I don't know. I mean, something, it can be really specific. Um, like even yesterday, there a, 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 it's a new podcast for me, but it's strictly on like environmental, you know, um, topics and discipleship. And that's really specific, but that's specifically what the book was about. So I don't know. That's, and with radio and TV before, I mean, they covered everything. So it was a little different, but now we can get more specific. Yes. What, what they can talk about. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I like that aspect of it. That's really interesting. Cause I think niching down is one of those um, things that everybody gets a little nervous about, right? Like, well, how do I, my podcast is for everybody and you can't be for everybody. You got to be for a certain, for a certain group. Like we all, we all know that. Um, but that's where this is why, right? So as you do that, then you can, there's people are writing books for specific audiences and then you can get, um, you know, that then can, they can come on your show and, and share. Now, part of the strategy for the podcaster is if I get to borrow, so like if I have somebody like Oz Guinness or whoever, uh, I get to borrow their audience a little bit, right? So like people love to hear the, the author speak. I get to have them on the show and maybe hopefully some of their people, they'll share it on social and some of their people will go, oh, I love to hear these interviews. They come on, they listen to my show. And they go, oh, I really like that. And they subscribe, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. Um, so, uh, but this is, I think that some podcasters, I've been surprised that some podcasters don't know that they can reach out, don't know that this is a way they can do it. So let's talk about why they should include, why a podcaster should include booking authors as part of their content strategy. Do you have any thoughts on that, Robin? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, if there are people that you really want to interview, I would be looking, searching their names on Amazon, looking for see, looking to see if they have books coming out. Um, and then most publishers have PR contacts on their website. So you can find people to reach out to. Because if I get an email from someone who is like, I'm really excited about this person. I really like like X, Y, and Z about them. You're more likely to book that even if it's a smaller show. Um, because you know it's going to be a good interview that someone's invested in the actual person and the message. Whereas if it's if we just look at the show on its own without that, it might be like, and eh, that's kind of a pass. Like I don't think it's good enough or big enough or whatever. But I think you can sneak your way in, especially if you're smaller. Um, if you are looking, if you're really excited for it, I love that actually. So because that's one of the things that maybe holds us back is thinking, well, I don't have that many downloads. I don't have that many whatever. But you might be able to do it because you because you are more niche and because you are excited about it. You're showing up, right? This is why you got to show up. You never know what the interview is going to be that will help blow up your show, right? Or that might go viral or who knows. 
You also don't know. I mean, the, there's always the long tail, which I don't think is appreciated enough in podcasting. Like you get how so many downloads your first episode, but people can download those for a really long time. And they do. Like I get downloads on my whole catalog, 350 episodes every single month still. Yep. Interesting. Okay, Crystal, what about you? What is, is, is Do you have any other thoughts on uh, booking why podcasters should be booking authors? Um, oh, well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you you get their audience as well. Um, and there's, there's so many, I mean, you can cover so many, so many topics and there are so many interesting guests out there. Some big, some that you may have never even heard of before mm-hmm. that are just doing great things. Just like some podcasters are take, you know, just getting started and taking off. So are some smaller authors that are just taking off and have really great messages. Right. So there's more out there than you're maybe, well, that you are aware of because it's a huge sea of possibilities. 100%. For I love yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, what do you guys look for when you're looking to pitch uh, some shows? So Christy, why don't you start there? And like what when you're looking for, how does this fit? Does it have to be a perfect fit or is there is there more to it? Um. Well, like I said earlier, I mean, for us, it's it's usually a pretty specific topic. So that's important to me um, that the quality is good. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that I and we, we go back to relationships. I can kind of get a sense of who the host is and whether the the guest and the host will have a good you know chemistry and it'll just be a good conversation. So there's a lot of things. Um, some authors, as we know, Robin will probably say this, too, that. They're looking for numbers. They're looking for a great reach because of their time. And that just depends on who it is because some are really stretched thin and that's fair. Sure. Um, but for my work, I am looking for quality and I'm looking at the topic um, and trying to match. I'm, I'm a matchmaker. I'm matching up books literally with <laughs> podcasters that'll fit best because if the quality is good, it does have a longer tail. Like people will want to see it over and over again. Right. If the quality is not there, you kind of want it to go away. Yeah. <laughs> like it never happened. <laughs> right. Okay. Well now I got to know, like secretly in your, in your personal life, are you a matchmaker? Do you like, are there any weddings <laughs> no, happening? No okay. way. Just curious. Just curious. I just thought, well, maybe, maybe that's, that's a around. totally different thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe, you know, who knows? All right, Robin, what about you? What, uh, what, what do you look for when you're looking for podcast to pitch? Anything different? Yeah, I think all of that. And then based on the campaign, I mean, we're looking for numbers. We're looking mm-hmm. at how many, um, reviews you have on iTunes. We're looking at um, Instagram followings. We're looking at past guests. Anything that helps justify why this is worth a client's time. Um, I think that's really our biggest driver is to make sure that it's either going to be a really good conversation for a smaller group or it's going to be to a wider audience um, to justify booking it. Yeah, yeah. To do the time. Is there a number that you're looking for? Um, I mean, it's usually a hundred iTunes reviews. If it, someone has less, okay. it has to be like really targeted or like really the best fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's just kind of our internal threshold. Interesting. I had no idea that you looked for reviews like as, as a, as kind of a metric. Well, cause there's so few numbers out there available for podcasts. Right. Like you can pod chaser is out there, but you know, looking at those, the numbers are so off that it's hard to really go off of that. Like it can give you a sense. Um, but it's all self-reporting. The podcast has to tell you their numbers. So nice. the only things we can really look at is social following and reviews. 
Interesting. Okay, that's really good. So uh, that's great. Okay, so friends, this is one reason why you want to ask for reviews, right? Get get your reviews up to 100. Uh, that at least demonstrates some social viability, right? I would say. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Okay, so if a podcaster sees that you are working with somebody or somebody puts out a book, I'm not sure how this would work for you, Robin, because you because I don't I've never looked at like what who's icon representing to to reach out to you. So I'm curious how that might work for you. Uh, but I'll, and the, uh, so why don't you tell me that? But how would a how would somebody reach out to you first, and they'll come back to you, uh, Krista? So Robin, why don't you start? Yeah, I mean, probably the best way to get a sense of who we're repping is looking at our Instagram page. Um, and I will say, like, we're not great about putting everyone on there. Um, but that that's one way. And then you can also just, like, email either me. You can email PR firms and just say, hey, who are you working with? This is what I mm. this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. And, you know, any good publicist will get back to you with people that are a good fit. Okay. Just send an email. I'm going to ask you what needs to be in the email in a second, but I want to give Krista a chance to answer this question. What, what, uh, you know, what do you, well, what is a good pitch? And then when people kind of contact you, um, like how do they contact us? First of all, how can they contact you? Yeah. I think is where, where we started. Yeah. I mean, email is, and it's, I mean, we have it right on our website. There's a contact form and you can fill it out and describe your podcast and who your audience is. And then I will, we'll get in touch with you. And really, I just want to know about the podcast. Who's your audience? Um, you know, who, who makes it up? How long has it been around? Just your story. I want to know a little background. And specifically, if you're looking at a book, why do you want to talk to this author about this book? Like, why, why are you interested in it? You know, so and, and most people are pretty good about telling me that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we have a lot, of, as you know, we, we send out a lot of like the catalogs and the media idea books and the things like that. So you kind of get a sense of everybody that IVP is publishing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause that's actually a, fr- a thing friends. I want you to do so you can go, where can people get that? Krista? Is it just like I- IVP or like where ivypress.com and then backsplash me backsplash backslash media. And then it's all right there. And okay. you can, Mm-hmm. because because uh, I get those every quarter or so when, it, when the different seasons and it's one of the things that I make time for to sit down and look through and go what books do I want uh, to talk about what are interesting to me and then you're usually kind enough to send me one which is something that people need to know also you can get free books this way I should have started with that probably but that's <laughs> um, th- but that's that's pretty cool but that's actually part of my strategy every single quarter, right? To sit down and look at what's there and you're and IVP is not the only one that does that. The other publishers will also send out catalogs or they'll send digital ones sometimes as well. I'm sure that's cheaper. So, um, you can, you can do that. All right. So the, so if you get a pitch from a podcaster and so Chris, you kind of answered this, you're looking for like, why, right? That's interesting. I'm curious about you, Ron. What do you, what do you look for? Like what will get your attention in a pitch? Um, I mean, include numbers. I would, you know, newsletter numbers, like whatever you have, how you're going to promote the episode, um, past guests of just like, so then we get a sense of where you are and like kind of what area you're playing in so that we can figure out who's a good fit. Um, I think those are the general ones. And just like being a nice person helps (laughs) just like in general. Be kind. Yes. I mean, not everyone is. That's like... 
yes. So I will say, I'll put it this way. First of all, use complete senses, right? Like use your proper punctuation. You're mm-hmm. dealing with media people. Uh, and use your, you know, be polite, right? Please. And thank you. I'd really appreciate this. I usually will include, um, you know, if you're interested or, you know, something like that, just kind of, Hey, maybe, maybe they're not, maybe it doesn't work out. So, uh, allow for that. Not, you're not going to get everybody that you want. And by the way, sometimes you will get somebody that you're interested in much, much later. Right. So like I, uh, I think in my first year I tried to get Andrew Clavin. You guys know who Andrew Clavin is? He's a, he's like a political pundit, super smart as a whip guy. He's very, very smart. Interesting story. I don't have time to go into it right now, but, uh, I tried to get him my first year, got him for my episode 300. Right. Like yeah. when he went later when he published a book, another book, um, that was, we were able to talk about his whole story and this book was part of his story. It was really fascinating. Um, so you can, you can do that if you just be patient as well. Right. Thanks. Really good. Okay. When is the best time to reach out to you during the promotion process? How does that go? Uh, Kristen, you want to tell us that? Let me start. <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to ask me first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, the months leading up to a book's release is ideal. You know, I like to have, and it's so different now because everybody's schedules on different, you know, you know, yep. um, timelines. So ideally, as you know, we'd like, we like to have an interview happen so that it can drop around the time the book releases. So that's whatever that looks like for the podcaster. It'd be nice to have them land in that window. Um, But IVP, I can say, I mean, I'm public. I I literally schedule interviews on all of our books all the time. I mean, it's not just around that window. Um, We've had books that just spoke to a moment of time. Um, during COVID, there were some, um, during, you know, there were, um, authors who could just speak to the topic of race right Mm then, um, and justice. And those, those just, those, those didn't get interviews when they first came out, but there was a moment Mm -hmm. in time when they did. And those books became really important and those authors voices came really important. So I schedule books anytime I schedule authors anytime, but if we're talking about new books, it's nice to schedule them in the months leading up to the book's release. So right then so you really prefer for it to come out kind of when the book when the book is released i hear that how far back would you go like for for a book that you would you would do would it just be anything in your catalog yeah really okay i I seriously do (laughs) that's awesome that's good to know right sounds like a lot but again i mean and and ivp is known for the backlist titles i mean you know so so yes again if there's a book on a certain topic that is, I mean, all the books are still important. So yeah. if there's been a certain topic and there's a moment in time in the news or something going on in the church and this author needs to still speak yeah. on it, we'll schedule. Okay. So that's great advice for our friends, right? So friends, if you're podcasting and you, there's a book, first of all, here, try this. If there's a book that you love, right? A book that changed your life, reach out to the publisher and see if you can get that author on the show because they're still trying to sell books, right? So like even just, I know books are just like podcasts in some ways where you get a big spike, hopefully when it first comes out and then over the years or whenever it's going to, it may go down. Maybe sometimes it can be different. I know that, but um, you're still willing to do it. That's very interesting. I love that. That's good advice for our podcasters. Okay. Robin, how about you? Cause you guys work with them in a little bit different capacity. So that's, I'm guessing it might be a little bit different. Yeah. So we're typically hired for 
three to five months around a book launch. Um, we always want more time just because people are booking further and further out. So for us, we're looking for, we start pitching three to four or five months ahead of a book launch. And then if a request comes in after, um, we may just schedule it as a courtesy. We may just send it to the publisher and say, hey, this one's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of depends. Yeah. Which, which what is we're like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it depends on what you're right. What you're kind of you're doing because you're you're working is different at the publisher. Right. Because they're they're like, hey, they've got that interest. You guys are getting hired to help get that media. So it's important to know the difference, I think. I think it's really to, to know how we're doing, which is why I wanted to have both of you in this conversation. Cause I think there's a, there's a, um, that knowledge can really help us kind of move forward in a, in a good way. Okay. Uh, here's one of the things that, uh, makes me that I'm really passionate about. Uh, and I like to teach to podcasters and it's their booking process it's because nothing is worse than a million emails going back and forth. I'm sure you guys have to do this every day. When are you available? How about then? How about then? You know, whatever. Okay. So what makes a booking process easy for you? What, what do you love to see? What do you not like to see? What, uh, you know, you don't, we don't have to throw anybody under the bus, but what, what, you know, what, what are the frustrating points as well? I want to, I want to know those. So Robin, why don't you start? I mean, Calendly makes it the easiest yeah. right. of just being able to look it up and do it yourself. Um, but if that's not something you want to do, just being quick on email. Um, and then also it's very infuriating when someone sends possible times and you email back in like a reasonable time and they already have it booked because then it's a whole other round of emails to go, especially if you don't have time booked on the client's calendar that you can just automatically be booking things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Calendly makes it easy. Yeah. Okay. I want to know about that. Actually. I'm really interested in that. So when you're working with a client, do you ask them to say, Hey, can you have whatever Thursdays from one to four, whatever available, or how do, how do you do that with your clients? Um, it varies client to client, just what's going to work for them. Some of them will give us a Calendly for them. So then you schedule it on the podcast Calendly and then you schedule it on the client's Calendly. And that's really easy. Some will block, you know, this day and this day from these times, and you'll have a bunch of those. Um, and then some, you have to email every request and that's when that can yeah, get difficult. That's hard. Right, right. That's not ideal for us. Yeah. That gets uh, dicey a little bit, especially when you're trying to coordinate, right? That's one of the things that I think it can be tough is you're trying to coordinate all those, all those schedules, different people. So, okay. Podcasters, Calendly for sure. This is exactly what I teach them by the way. So uh, use Calendly, have a guest preparation document that helps them kind of know what they're, what they're getting into for your podcast that can all do it. Krista, I'm assuming that you love Calendly as much as the rest of us do, but what, do you have any, any other things that are, that you love to see? Well, she covered, covered it really well. I mean, I like to have the dates, times, format, how long is the interview, all the details in there when it comes, because it's easier to get to the author and you don't have to go back and forth, like she said. So yes. And I know, I know that there is a first come first serve, (laughs) kind of, you know, interview set up. So I've had that happen too, but yeah, 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 it's, it's not ideal, but people do it all different ways. You know, we can make it work. The calendar, the calendar is nice as long as there's ongoing communication about, you know, the interview and things like that. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I like that. Okay. So friends, that's actually, I've got a whole instructional video in our membership. You guys can uh, go look at that, how to set up your calendar, how to set up that guest process. 
that actually uh, is good. I think, Chris, I think you're the one who said that uh, my process one time you were like, this makes it so easy <laughs> or something yeah. like that. And I was like, great. You're a good example, Eric, of what to do. So it's good well, you're teaching others to do that. I'm trying because I think uh, it's just, if we can make it easy for you to say yes, right? Then it's it's good. I mean, you, you might do do set up the interview for me anyway. But if I make it easy for you, I you will think uh, I want to work with Eric some more, right? That's what I think. So uh, that's the way uh, to I, I just want to do business. Um, and so, friends, that's so such a underrated thing. Learn how to manage your calendar. Calendly, I use Calendly for literally everything. All my coaching appointments, all of my like all that kind of stuff because. It just helps me manage it. And if I didn't, it would be a mess. And Eric would not be showing up where he's supposed to be. So, um, all right. Uh, so that's, I wanted to make sure we covered that a little bit. Do you guys use, so I have like a guest preparation document. I don't know if like, cause if you're booking it, then probably the guest doesn't, I don't know if they get it or not. Um, cause at the end of a, of the process on Calendly, we download it. Uh, is that kind of thing helpful to you or, or not? Yes. Yeah. Go, go ahead. You're, you're nodding, Krista. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything you can do to help and prepare, you know, the the author or guest for what they're going to get into. I mean, that's not, it's again, just like scheduling, it is done all different ways, but yours, yours is really helpful. And I'm not just saying that, like, I think that's what you do is really helpful because the guests will know what to expect. They know where to be. They know what to click on all the things. So yeah, yeah. that's good. How how about you, Robin? Do you you have a way of getting your guests prepared? Yeah. So when I was in house, I would like get a Calendly link and I'd be like, here you go, author. I hope this interview happens. Please do it. Um, And now that I'm at a PR firm, like we are much more customer service driven. And so I'm scheduling all the interviews. And then the day before I'm confirming it, I'm emailing the host or the producer, sending the information that they need, and then sending the author a rundown of, you know, the time, the length, the host, the show description. And then the one thing that people don't always include that's really helpful is if it's, if video was going to be released, because especially mm. for women doing an interview, how they show up is different if it's video versus we might be talking, but you're only going to release the audio. I think that's a different experience. So mm. I just like to prepare clients to make sure if they know they're going to be on video and if it's going to be released. Mm. Which that has changed, Right quite a bit in the last few years. Uh, cause I never did video before you, I, I'm, I'm still consider myself an audio guy. I love audio. I like to, I like to listen and talk halfway there. I don't ever record video. Uh, but when we do Christian podcasts or like this, I do. And I, mean, I try to like to live stream it and that's just, but I do that because it's a, it's a skill that I want to develop. Right. I'm learning. Obviously I screwed up earlier. Right. So I'm still learning, but, that, but learning how to do those things, um, because it is a, it is a skill. Um, but letting people know that you're going to do it. That's really key. That's really, really important. That's maybe one question that I get, uh, quite a bit. And I probably need to include that. In well, I probably ask you every time. Distinct. Yeah, maybe. Cause I also pro- can't remember. Yeah. It probably like, needs also, to be. I would say also don't be offended if a publicist asks you the same question every time, because like we go back to past bookings, but we can't like, we don't have like an automatic, this is the person's phone number. This is the format. Like we're, we're not trying to be annoying. Yep. So that's great to know actually, because obviously you're working with a lot of people, right. And a lot of media and they all work differently. Um, 
And so it's okay. So I often will, like if I get an email from you and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to have that person, I will send my booking link, right? So from for either of you, uh, send my booking link as well. Cause I'm assuming that you don't have it, you know, just stored someplace. Although you should, that'd be good. But that's, uh, <laughs> but that's, so that's a, that's Noted. just a way to be, to be kind. Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's, you know, make, make a database. I don't know. But uh, so be kind. Right. And this, I think goes back to my whole point about make it easy. Right. Make it easy f- to work with the publicist, make their life easier. I mean, we've heard how you guys have to manage and juggle schedules and do all those things. If make, if the podcast part is the easy part, that's going to be, uh, I'm guessing it's going to help, help you and help us be more memorable. Yeah. All right. Um, friends, I want to, I got I, one or two more questions, but while, before I ask those, I want to say, uh, put your questions in the comments. So if you have questions about working with a publicist, about getting the authors that you would like to speak to uh, or anything in this process, go ahead and put those in the comments. I'll put your name on screen. You can also still put your podcast. If you want to do that, we'll put those up on the screen as well. Okay. One of the things that I've learned through podcasting, when I worked at what I affectionately call bank jail, uh, because I would go to a, to a little cubicle six by six cell and not come out till somebody told me it's time for lunch. Um, I would, uh, I was not very good at into networking at that, at that time. When I started a podcast, I did get into networking. It's one of my favorite things to do is to introduce people to other people. Uh, I'm curious if like, so like, and I've, I've done this, uh, but if somebody, if a podcaster is like, Hey, here's another podcaster that I know. And I think you would be great to interview this person or set set them something up. Do you take introductions on uh, to podcasters, Robin? I see you nodding your head, so uh, you, you you lead us off. Yeah, I mean, we're always looking for new shows to work with because there are so many out there. It's impossible to know about every show. So if you, and especially if you're vouched for by someone who we like working with, um, I mean, those are just all green flags for us to start just booking yes. anyone that's a fit. That's so good. I like that. So that's interesting, right? Because you can vouch for somebody and just send them off. This goes back to relationships, right? Building those relationships, using that relational capital to help increase your network. And now I've helped Robin. I've helped the other podcaster. And that's good. Chris, I know you do because I, I send you them sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, no, I like that a lot. And you've introduced me to some really great people. So and so I'll, t- I'll take that anytime. I'll take those emails anytime. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that part of making your job easier? It does. Yeah. Like she said, it, it, we don't, we can't keep up with all of them and you do know, you know, who's working hard and who's out there. And so to have someone we know introduces to someone else's, yeah. It's, it's a gift. Right. So friends, I don't have to be the only one sending introductions, right? You can send introductions if you're working with a publicist and it could be uh Christopher Robin, or it could be others at other publishers uh, send those introductions to, for your friends Learn how to do that. That actually is another skill where you introduce. I can talk about that some other time, but where you introduce and say what people do and uh, put them together on an email. Learning how to do that actually is a really, really key skill. We actually had um, David Burkus come to our membership one time uh, who wrote a book uh, called Friend of a Friend, which was awesome. Like it, That was all about networking. And that's where I learned how to do that. Um, so really cool, um, really great book. I would highly, highly recommend it. All right. Uh, is there a best process? Is there anything you need to hear or just like, Hey, I, this person's great. And 
this is their show or something like that. Yeah, I guess a little bit about how you know them and about the show and why you think they would fit, especially for us, for IVP. Yeah. What would so, be how about you, Robin? Yeah, I mean, all of that. I think it doesn't have to be a long email. I think it should be like, hey, have you heard of this person? You should be working with them. Yeah, perfect. So just some, just a little introduction, let them know. And then let them take it from there, right? You guys will take okay. it and everything will... We'll go. I love that. Okay. Um, I think I've already asked about kind of what the most difficult part of your, of your day is, is we kind of talk about some of your pain points. Is there anything we've missed as a pain point that you wish podcasters knew? Um, I'll, I'll jump in. Just, yeah. we live in perpetual silence. Like we send out all of these pitches and some people get back to us and some people don't. And so if you're ever pitched by a publicist and it's not a fit, just say no thanks. And then everyone can move on with their day. Um, cause we're more likely to keep pitching you if you are responding to us. Um, and it just helps, it helps our mm. process. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. So, uh, if you hear, get a pitch and even if you don't want the, want that guest, you can say, no, thank you. Does that affect how you think of that podcaster? If they say, no, thank you. We like them. It's better. Cause they just responded. Yeah. It's even better if you respond and say why, cause then it helps us to understand what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Wow. And why that didn't, why that was not a topic you wanted to cover or I don't know, some people are, or your calendar is just booked. I've had that many, many times. Mm -hmm. I think so maybe later. Um, so yeah, I think the most important thing for, I think she, we would both agree is just communication is really nice. So. Oh, that's fascinating. That's really great. That might be the golden nugget of this whole conversation that, uh, Hey, even if you don't, if you get a pitch, even if you don't want that person, just reply. The communication is gold, right? Communication yes. is valuable. Perpetual silence. I like that, Robin. That's a good, that's a good term. Very good. Chris, is there anything else you would add? Like to like, it's just blanket, like things you wish podcasters would know. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, you know, go, go looking like, I said, like you, you have not cause you ask not, at least you can always ask us. Like if there's somebody, and you've already kind of talked about this. Yeah. It never hurts to ask. Right. You know? and we feel the same about, that's what our job is. It's, so we're not that different. Publicists and podcasters aren't that different. We're asking for something, you're asking for something. And um, so there should be some mutual understanding there. Yeah, we're not, we're not scary. You guys aren't scary. You know, we're all, we're just trying to get good content out there really. And yes, important voices. And we all really want the same thing. I think so. I agree. Okay, friends, this is why I want to have this conversation about publish, publishing, publish, pub, pub oh man, should have said that a few times before we started publishing publicists and podcasting uh, because we all work together to help create great content. That is absolutely it. I love it. That is what I wanted to get. So friends, I hope we've gone through this whole process beginning to end working with the authors. We've talked about all of the, even the technical stuff like using Calendly and all that kind of, kind of stuff that is valuable for you. Please, please use it. If you have questions about how to do it, you can reach out to me for sure. In Christian Podcasters Association, the Facebook group, you can always leave a comment or leave a, uh, ask a question. We, I, I answer those other people answer those, uh, all the time. So that is your place. And of course, if you want to join, you want to get specific help from me, you can do that one of two ways, join the CPA goal, which is our membership. And we meet every Tuesday night and you can get your questions answered or 
uh, you can uh, engage me for coaching. I'm more than happy uh, to do that as well. Okay. So, uh, Krista, Robin, this has been a really great conversation. I have enjoyed it so much. Uh, I really respect the work that you guys do. Um, and I know that it's not easy because I've tried some of it sometimes. So I know that that's, that's how it goes. Um, but I do appreciate it. And I'm grateful for a little bit of your time here. We're going to do a few questions, but as we wrap up, uh, we'll go to those in just a second. So friends, ask your questions in the comments. I'll put a few up here in just a minute. Is um, I kind I kind of asked you like, is there anything else you want uh, to us to know? But how can people reach you if they would like to reach you and get in touch uh, as well? So Robin, why don't you start? Sure. Um, email is probably the best way. Robin at iconmediagroup.com. Um, and then if you want to stay up to date on what Icon is working on, you can also follow us at I believe our Instagram is we are Icon Media. I should know that. I might double check that right now. <laughs> Sorry. If you search Icon Media, you'll you'll find them, I'm sure. How about you, Krista? Same. Email kclayton at ivypress.com. Um, and then I can give you all the other stuff. If you email Perfect. me, I'll point I'll I'll find our Instagram too. <laughs> but you, you gotta email me first. That's great. I'm going to encourage one more time, friends, for you to get on lists for the publishers to receive the, um, uh, what, it, what do you even call those? The catalogs? I guess they're catalogs. Uh, every single season when, when they're putting them out. One last tip I want to, I want to give about this because we didn't cover this part. If you're looking for a book, here's how I do it. Uh, like if I look up the author on Amazon and they go, oh, here's a book that I, that I want uh, to talk about and talk to the author about. You look for the publisher, right? And then you can search publisher media copies, right? On Google. Usually you'll find a page. I've done this for, hmm. I don't know, dozens of publishers. And there's usually a page where you can make a request, right? So then you make your request, you fill out your information. That's where you put in all the stuff that you talked about, Krista, about this is what I, this is my show. This is what we do. This is our reach. Make sure you include some of that. And then uh, this is why I want to talk to this person. And I don't think I've ever had one of those go completely ignored. Maybe, maybe once or twice, but for the most part, I hear back uh, from people. And then um, we didn't even talk again. I, I briefly mentioned it, but you can, you guys will send out copies of, of those. Robin, you request those from the publisher as well. I think I'm pretty sure. Cause I've got, I got mm -hmm. one of yours right here. I'm pretty sure this one. So yep. uh, <laughs> recently, so I just interviewed him this week. Uh, so, that uh, so you can send those out and get those free copies, get those to your house, and uh, and then you can read the book and and share and talk about it. Okay, so that's the way to do it. Uh, let's go to some questions because we have had a few questions, which is great. Uh, so let me go back through our comments, friends. If you have questions, now's your time. So make sure you ask those. We had we had some great uh, feedback from Krista there. More <laughs> podcast. He loves working with you. Let's see. Um, we had, oh yeah, this one. So not everybody's clicked the link, but uh, to show us, show your picture. Somebody's there out in Oregon <laughs> city on the hill podcast podcast about church and politics. I love that. Look, I just didn't have any business talking about politics because I didn't really have any expertise in that. My, uh, my, uh, my degrees are in Bible. So I didn't have any <laughs> real. Okay. Here's a question. Uh, I think this might be Sarah. I'm a book launch manager and a multi-book author. How do book launches compare to podcast interviews for increasing book sales? How would you, how would you address that? 
they kind of go hand in hand, I would think, but you've. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of speak to it a little bit. I, I actually thought of this earlier that the hard part with what we do, like I, I think of like the launches and the marketing side of publishing a book, like you place an ad, it's guaranteed to be there. It's going to reach a certain number of people. So sometimes it's more trackable. Um, as far as podcast interviews, we're not always guaranteed to get the interviews, first of all. I mean, I mean we, we don't always, you know, know what we're going to get. But we don't know either who's going to buy books having heard an interview. Like right. we, I don't know if this helps answer the question, but yeah, there's just no guarantees. We often say we cast the net wide and then we just see what happens. Um, we keep following up and doing things like that. But yeah, book launches are more on the marketing side of mm. things. There's just more tracking of that and more guarantees. Yeah. You get a better idea of what comes of that. Um, yeah, we just put it out there and, you know, hope we reach the people that need to be reached with the interviews. Yeah. Do you want to know my saying on that, which it like kills an acquisitions calls. I did not make this up. I don't know who said it. I wish I could give them credit, but marketing is paid for and PR is prayed for. <laughs> I have not heard, but I will. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> True. Like mm-hmm. okay, well, tell me what you mean by that. I mean, marketing, you pay the money, you send them the ad, they run it. Uh, PR, we send a pitch out with like a hope and a prayer that we're going to get an answer. (laughs) And like, if we do get an answer, that it's going to be a yes. Like we just, we have no control. We can control what we send out. We can't control how people are going to respond to it if they respond to it. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, Okay. That's really good. So, right. Again, going back to that, friends, always respond. Uh, okay, let's see. We did have, I put this up earlier. This is Cliff Ravenscraft. He's one of my, I learned a lot from, about podcasting from him. An author is a great potential guest because they've proven a deep enough connection to a niche topic to put the energy into bringing a book into the world. Right. So they, so this is why you want to have authors on your show, uh, which is always a good, a good thing. Cause it takes a lot of work, right. To get a, to get a thing there. Okay. Here's an interesting question. I'm interested in this one is what you guys say. So, this person says I've had pretty good luck going directly to authors. So why would I go through the publicist? Hmm. I can answer that. All right. Um, <laughs> well, it's fine to go through the, I, here's what I tell authors. If somebody, it's okay if you go to the author directly, but I always tell the authors to come to us too, or connect us somehow. First of all, we can get you additional guests. So you'll know us then, but also, um, like we have all the things like we provide the images and the links and the books and sometimes giveaways, sometimes promo codes, sometimes extra things for your listeners that if you come to the publisher and you get to know the publicist where you have a new friend. Relationship. hundred <laughs> percent. Mm-hmm. So it, It's fine. If you, especially if you know the author, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all, but you know, it's just nice to know that interviews happening too. So mm-hmm. we can kind of pull that away for the author and build on it, you know? Maybe, like I said, maybe with another guest that would be related or, yep. you know, like related topic or something else you're looking for. So, yeah, it's fine to do it, but we have some other things we can probably help. And we can, and I work with our social media manager, of course. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. So we take those links and can share them if we know they're happening. We track them as best we can. But if we know the interview is happening, we can keep an eye out for it. We didn't even mention that. Like when you're done and you have, so like say I, I do this with IVP a lot. When 
I share the episode, ta- especially on Twitter, but other places, tag or Instagram, tag the publisher, right? That you're, that they're doing it because then they will share it. So, uh, I think of Twitter mostly or whatever it's called now. Uh, and they like, you, you guys will either like, you guys have tens of thousands more, you know, followers than I do. So then we can get, get a bigger audience. That's part of the strategy for, for building your, your show. What do you think Robin about, about that question? Is there any reason why? I mean, I think Krista said it like, I think we're a resource. We have the press kit. We have suggested interview questions. We have images. We have all of that. Um, but, you know, I recently had an author where she had like four or five podcasts within a week reach out to her. And she's like, I don't have time for these. And so I went to each of those podcasts and I declined the interview. But now I'm working with all of those shows on other clients where I'm like, this one can't do it. But I have these other authors who would be a good fit for you. So I do think that is one benefit of going through a publicist is that we're working with multiple authors all the time. Yep. hundred percent. I think that, uh, and we covered that, uh, earlier in the conversation, that relationship piece, like that is just it. So, uh, you work with the, with the publicist because you're going to get more, uh, more, more pitches, right. More, uh, more connections. If you're doing that, I think that's awesome. Okay. Let's see what else. Uh, somebody says happy podcasters day. That's cool. Um, Oh, this is actually Amber and Amber uh, Colum. So that's how she started working with Icon because I made an introduction to mm. to Robin. So uh, that was great. And then uh, she said she sent one to Sarah <laughs> at Icon this week. So that's great. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is also Amber, I think. So this is something I wanted to talk about because you mentioned this, Krista. She, we Amber corrected herself through a spelling error. Let's take a look here. Uh, after that, but uh, you were so kind to allow her to give away uh, two full sets of books to listeners after she interviewed her authors. So we didn't, I I don't do a lot with giveaways. That's not really my style, but I know that it is. So uh, mostly because I just never think about it. So talk about that, like giving away, because you can get more than one copy. Like I just have a little library, as you can see. Like, so I like to put books that I, especially ones where I've interviewed the authors and I know them. I, I've got a collection. But you can give away to your audience. This is an audience building tool, right? And sometimes you guys will give us more than one copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did do one to four copies. It depends. And it has to be appropriate to the show. Sure. And even even the book itself, you know, that it fits what you're doing. But yeah, we will often do that. Or, you know, for like it was a, it was a set. So it was a very special giveaway. So yeah. things like that. I mean, just to sort of. I don't draw more listeners and um, give them some takeaway for it. And just more engagement. It gives more engagement for you to interact with oh, yeah. listeners. So, and, oh, and we're getting, and, and it's not, I mean, I have to, okay. IVP <laughs> and we're getting the more books out into the world, you know, like right. more people are reading them. And so hopefully the word of mouth kind of um, leads other people to those books that might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, she said it was James Brian Smith, which is great. Can I tell you? So last year I got to interview him and it was uh, one of the top interviews of my, of my whole year, him and uh, Brian Zahn, which both came from you actually. So that was great. Uh, very good. Okay. Um, did you, Robin, do you, do you do any of that? Like, how do you think, do you think of giveaways or do you kind of tell, tell us um, how that works. When I was in house, like I would give books away like candy. Like we would just mail them out. Like we didn't care. Right. Um, 
I will say publishers are pulling back more with co- like COVID printing costs, everything. So I don't know mm-hmm. if that is still the sentiment in-house. Um, but anytime someone requests a giveaway, we're usually happy to pass that on to the publisher. I can't think of a publisher who has declined to do that recently. Um, another pro tip, if you don't want to have to deal with shipping, they will usually send them directly to the winner. If I would just request US or Canada only, and then you don't have to touch it. Yes, oh my that, all that. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So you could do the giveaway, pick your person and then just send it to you guys yeah. or send it to the publisher and say, yeah, it doesn't make sense for us to send it to you and then you send it again. Right. So <sighs> yes. Oh my goodness. That's phenomenal. Okay. See gold, right? Friends, gold, gold. We got lots and lots of gold here. Uh, if you've ever wondered about that. And again, I, I think per, for me personally, the books are my favorite part, right? So I've got, uh, I can't read every book, but I peruse every book for sure before I get to, before we do an interview and just the amount of knowledge that I get to, I get to come in contact with and expertise is fantastic. And I, I love it. So, all right, guys, I think we're out of questions here. I really appreciate those of you watching. I should, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't think I don't see any others, Krista and Robin. I really, uh, am so deeply grateful that you decide to spend a little bit of your Saturday with me. You're y'all are, you know, it's, this is your job. And so you decide to spend a little bit of Saturday to, to be with me. So thank you for that. And, um, it's International Podcast Day. So friends, take your guesting game up a notch. Reach out to a publisher. You can reach out to Krista. You can reach out to Robin. Um, and there's other publishers as well. It works. Do a giveaway. Request a book. Uh, get some authors. And uh, we will see you next time, I guess, on the Christian Podcaster. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks.